Welcome to the ZZ Fit Podcast, where our goal is to empower women just like you to make sustainable, positive changes in your lifestyle and fitness journey. I'm Zara, your host and the founder of ZZ Fit. Each week, we are going to tackle your biggest pain points and provide you actionable advice to get you on your way to becoming your best self. Let's dive in. You guys, we are back how do we like the new intro so as you can see the past few weeks I've kind of been a little bit MIA on the podcast but there was a reason one I was a busy little bee but two I wanted to come back with a rebrand and I mentioned this a few podcasts ago but I really wanted the podcast to align more with my ZZ Fit brand so we are now ZZ Fit Radio. So I'm so excited to bring you so many episodes. I literally have a list of like, I swear, like 50 plus episodes I'm going to bring you, which I'm so excited about. I want to make sure that they're quite tangible and very just easy to understand. I want you to learn something from these episodes and I want you to be able to apply them into your lifestyle. So I'm so excited. Let's go into our first segment, sorry, which are the highs and the lows of the week. High of the week would probably be, I. oh my gosh, I went to Italy last week. I know that's not like this week, but like last weekend, the weekend before, sorry, I went to Italy. It was my first time in Europe and I had the best time. It was so nice. We went for three days. It was my boyfriend and my parents and we had the best time and we just ate and drank our way through Italy and I want to go back. Um, But no, that was a really, it was just magical to be. I feel like I've done a lot of traveling and it's been a while since I've traveled somewhere where it's been like a big culture shock uh, because, you know, I travel back and forth from America and Australia, but they're quite the same. But it was really awesome to just go over to Europe. Low of the week, um, I would say, is probably just feeling a little bit more anxious. I don't know why. I think a lot of it is like work stress and just feeling a little bit lost. I don't know, just a bit anxious, an anxious little cat I don't know but that would probably be the low of the week and I'm starting to feel like I'm getting a bit sick so I also started my build phase last week guys so if you follow me on my Instagram or TikTok you would have seen I have finished my reverse diet from my show I cannot believe it's been I don't even know like nine weeks ten weeks post show now which is crazy I'm really proud of myself for it though I stuck really well at my reverse I still allowed a lot of room for balance but I stuck at it pretty well and I gained about between one to two kilos obviously my weight fluctuates a lot but now I've entered my build and I'll be building for about 16-ish weeks and then we will probably do another mini cut but we will see how the body responds obviously my feedback from my show was to get leaner in the lower body and to also grow my lower body and I'm a small gal I thought I had a lot of muscle but I was small compared to the girls I was against so Definitely want to make the most of this improvement season. Anyways, that's enough about me and enough about my highs and lows of the week. Today's episode, we are going to be diving into the science of body composition. Um, I'm not. I'm going to try to not make it too sciencey on you, so that um, you have some tangible knowledge you can come away from. But let's get straight into this week's episode. Body composition is a term that often gets thrown around quite a lot. It's a way to look at your health going beyond beyond, sorry, the limitations of the scale. The scale only tells you one thing. It doesn't even tell you the full story, but body composition is the balance between 
body fat and muscle mass. So in essence, body composition refers to the proportion of fat and non-fat mass in your body. So it provides you a more detailed picture of your fitness and your body by breaking down your weight into different components. This is why I'm like, obviously the scale is a great tool, but it's not the be all and end all. What the goal really should be is to change our body composition, not to get to the smallest number on the scale. This gives us a more detailed picture of our fitness journey by breaking our weight down into different components such as fat mass, muscle mass, bones, water. Unlike the number on the scale, which doesn't discriminate between muscle and fat, body composition allows you to understand what percentage of your body is made up of those different elements. So you may be thinking like, why is it important to focus on body composition? Well, two people could have the exact same weight on the scale, but could have completely different looks about their body, which is their body composition. For example, someone with more muscle mass will look different and have different health indicators than someone with a higher percentage of body fat, even if they are the same weight. This is why like BMI, um, not BMI, sorry, BMI is total BS <laughs> as well. Um, but understanding your body composition can help you you tailor your fitness and nutrition plans and goals to better meet your goals whether your goal is to lose fat gain muscle or just maintain a balanced physique and lifestyle so in today's episode we're going to dive deeper into the science of body composition we'll explore its components why it matters how to measure it and any tips for improvement in your own body composition and goals So this is definitely like a really useful episode if you have the goal of changing or transforming your body, which I know a lot of you girls do. So let's get into it. Now that we've covered what body composition even is, let's break it down into its core components to help you understand it a little bit better. So body composition is divided into two major categories, and these are your fat mass and lean mass. But it does go a little bit more deeper than that. So let's dive in. So let's start off with fat mass. So first up fat mass which is exactly what it sounds like is the total weight of all the fat in your body so fat is actually vital um, for so many bodily functions like hormone production nutrient absorption and thermal insulation however excessive fat especially around the abdomen can lead to other health issues like heart disease diabetes and more so we definitely want to make sure that you know, the level of body fat is kept to a healthy spot, but also remember that we do need body fat to live. It is also very important. Next is lean mass. So lean mass is basically everything else in our body that isn't fat. So that's how you can like separate it into two, right? So we've got obviously fat mass and lean mass, but lean mass, we can kind of go into a little bit further. So lean mass, this includes muscles, bones, organs, and water. Yes, water weight, really crucial parts of our lean mass. And this is why it's important to when you get like different body scans and stuff where it says lean mass, like yes, a lot of that will be muscle, but also remember that it could also be the other components as well. So going into muscle mass. So within lean mass, we've obviously got muscle mass, which is the component people are most interested in when it comes to lean mass, Um, especially if you're looking to tone up or build strength. Um, Muscles are metabolically active, um, meaning they burn calories even at rest, which is why it is so important that if you're not weight-based training, get under the bar, get under some weights because it's going to increase your metabolism. It's going to allow you to burn more calories at rest. This is why I'm such a big advocate for it, Um, which is, you know, 
can be super beneficial for weight management in the long term. That's one of the long term benefits. Like we need to make sure our weight is managed um, from not just a look perspective, but like more so a health perspective and having more muscle mass can definitely help with that. Another component of lean mass is our bone mass. So another important part um, of our lean mass, strong bones are crucial for overall health and can help prevent conditions like osteoporosis. Um, Our bones also store minerals like calcium, which are very vital for muscle function. One way to actually um, increase bone strength and density is weight-based training. So again, reverting back to weight-based training. If you're not doing it, get onto it. Lastly, let's not forget about the organs and other tissues. They are also a part of lean mass. This includes your skin, blood, various organs like your heart, liver, and kidneys. We don't really think about these components as often, but they obviously play a critical role in our overall health, keeping us alive, and even our body composition as well. So understanding the balance between fat mass and lean mass can give you a nuanced view on your health, um, and it can help you set more specific goals in your fitness journey again whether you're wanting to improve just your overall health and well-being your lifestyle whether you want to change your body composition like gain muscle lose body fat whatever the goal may be for you you might be wondering why does body composition even matter like why can't we just focus on the scale weight like can't that be a good enough indicator for health but the short answer is the weight isn't the be all and end all and that's why I get my clients to track many ways of progress but let's go through like why knowing and understanding body composition is important so firstly understanding your body composition can help identify potential health risks for example a high percentage of body fat particularly visceral fat around the abdomen is associated with a higher risk of developing conditions like heart disease diabetes or even certain types of cancer as well I know I just went really deep there with like the health concerns but it's very much overlooked people don't think about these things they only think about the external but really you know we're on this health and fitness journey so that we can live longer, healthier, and be happier. Secondly, body composition is crucial for athletic performance, Um, whether you're an athlete or not. Like if you're someone who looks after their health, um, you know, it's always important to You don't necessarily have to label yourself an athlete, but if you're someone who wants to improve your strength and improve your health, um, it's very important if you're changing your body composition as well, um, you want to be able to like improve your performance in whatever your goal is. So let's just talk about it for the example of, I'm trying to think of something. Talk about it in the example of like a sprinter, for example. Um, They really want to make sure that they have uh, decreased body fat but increased lean muscle mass for better speed and agility or like a bodybuilder depending on their goal at the time if their goal is to get on stage in six months their goal is to reduce their body fat so knowing body composition because like look at a bodybuilder right okay a bikini athlete what I do my goal on stage isn't to yes it's to lose weight on the scale sure but I don't not all weight is equal you know what I mean like I don't want to get on stage at my lower scale weight I want to lose as much body fat as I need to for my category so that's where knowing body composition is really important because the goal in what I do personally is to for show day to lose body fat but maintain lean muscle mass 
Thirdly, body composition definitely affects our metabolism. Muscle tissue burns more than calories at rest compared to body fat, as I mentioned earlier. So the more muscle you have, the higher your resting metabolic rate will be, meaning the more food you can eat. And it will also make it a lot easier for you to maintain or lose weight depending on what your goal is. But you're going to be able to eat more and enjoy all the foods a lot more when you have you know, more muscle mass and a higher metabolic rate. Another reason body composition is important is the impact it has on your overall quality of life. Having a better body composition often leads to improved physical abilities, uh, being able to climb stairs without getting winded or carry groceries without straining, play with your kids and not be gassed. Like it can also just help boost your confident, uh, confidence and mental well-being. Now, it doesn't mean you have to walk around with a six pack of abs all the time. Like that's not what I mean by improving your body composition. It's just about being within the healthy ranges that make you feel good. And that looks different for everyone. So I just wanted to note that like improving your body composition, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. You can do what you want, but it's not about being super jacked and shredded. That's not what it means. It means just being in a healthy range where you are health, like healthy, fit, and strong. Lastly, understanding your body composition can help you achieve more, um, set and achieve, sorry, more realistic health and fitness goals. Rather than aiming for just a silly number on a scale, you can actually focus on whether, like, whether your goal is to lose weight or increase muscle mass. You can actually focus on that goal a whole lot closer than just focusing on a number on the scale. Because I've seen clients not drop anything on the scale, but their entire body looks completely different in their before and after. Setting goals in this way are going to be way more meaningful and it's going to be a way more healthy objective. So as you can see, body composition is a comprehensive and insightful way to evaluate your health and fitness and it goes beyond the limitations of the scale. So we've now covered what body composition is and why it's important. So let's dive into how you can actually start to measure your body composition. And there are several methods that you can use, each with its own pros and cons, um, but we'll go through the most common ones and the ones that I would sort of recommend. So one of the most accessible methods and probably the cheapest is using skin fold calipers. So this involves the pinching of your skin at different parts of your body to measure the thickness of the subcutaneous fat layer. While this is relatively like inexpensive, as I said, it's probably the most cheapest option and the most easy to do at home, it does require some skill to get accurate measurements. So you, this is something we actually learn how to do in our personal training course. So you actually need to learn how to do it to make sure that it is at the same place every time and it is the most accurate. The Another common method is bioelectrical impedance analysis, my English guys. This feature is actually, well, you know how you can get body weight scale that show your body fat this is what this is so you've probably seen this feature in a lot of like bathroom scales and it sends a small electrical current through your body to estimate your body fat percentage um, it's quick and easy um, but it can be affected by hydration levels and all of that sort of jazz as well so it's not the most accurate but it's also another like an expensive way the next one is an in-body scan which is a another form of bioelectrical um, impedance <laughs> I can't say that word, guys, but um, it is a little bit more advanced than your bathroom scale. It provides a detailed breakdown of your body composition, including muscle mass, body fat percentage, and even segmental muscle analysis. It's very quick. It's non-invasive, um, very informative as well. Um, it's very popular choice. You probably see it a lot in fitness centers, um, gyms, uh, even health 
um, like your doctors and stuff. It's very common in those sort of places. Generally, you need to pay them like 20 bucks for it though. Next, um, if you are wanting something that's a little bit more accurate, though a little bit more costly, is a DEXA scan. I've gotten a handful of these in my journey. The DEXA scan is generally considered the gold standard when looking at measuring body composition. Um, It uses x-rays to measure bone density, muscle mass, and fat mass. However, as I said, it's a little bit more of an expensive option and uh, a little bit harder to get to. Next is hydrostatic weighing, um, which is another very highly accurate method. It basically involves submerging yourself in water to calculate your body's density. And from there, your body composition can be estimated. It's generally available in like research scenarios or clinical settings. Next is the bod pod. So lastly, there's the bod pod, which uses air displacement to measure body composition. It's similar to a hydrostatic weighing, um, but it uses air instead of water. So it's fairly accurate, but again, it can be on the little bit more of the pricier side. So choosing the right method of measuring body composition Depends on many factors like your budget, access to facilities, how precise you want the measurements to be. Um, Regardless of the method you choose, it's important to stay consistent. Honestly, though, like don't stress. Like you don't need to fork out tons of money or freak out about it at all. Generally, what I do with my clients to keep it simple is we measure weight, but we take it with a grain of salt. We measure um, measurements, your girth measurements, and we take photos. Photos are going to paint the entire picture for you. And week on week, you're not going to see drastic changes in photos, but it's when you look, you know, month to month that you'll see the crazy changes in your body composition. All right. So we have covered a lot of ground so far from what body composition is, how to measure it. Now let's get into the actionable part that you can take away from this episode to improve on your body composition. As I said, if you don't want to improve on your body composition, that's totally okay. It's not improving your body composition isn't just about walking around with six pack abs, being jacked as shit and being super lean. That's not what it is. Improving your body composition even just means like improving your overall health. But first and foremost, let's go into nutrition. So nutrition does play a crucial role. A balanced diet rich in protein, healthy fats, complex carbohydrates can help you with losing body fat and gaining muscle and actually just overall health and well-being in general. Um, Remember, it's not just about cutting calories or increasing calories. Like it's making sure that the calories come from quality sources. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, a lot of us are into flexible dieting, if it fits your macros, that sort of thing. I'm all for, like, that's what I'm about. But it's all about making your macros count, not fit. So I notice a massive difference in my body composition when I eat, if I hit my calories and it's just out of like random shit throughout the day versus when I'm intentionable about the foods I'm eating, I'm getting my serves of veg, I'm getting my fruit, I'm having good quality sources of food. I notice a difference in my body composition, honestly, within the week. So make sure that your nutrition is very balanced, high in protein and quite like, you know, go with that 80-20 rule, 80% whole foods, 20% soul foods because we need them too. Strength training is another key component. I think I've stressed that a lot in this episode, how important strength training is, but lifting weights or even doing body weight exercises like push-ups and squats, like even your Pilates girlies, like they're doing resistance-based training. It's just not, you know, lifting a lot of load, but it's still resistance-based training. But Doing strength training can help you build muscle mass. And as we discussed earlier, more muscle mass means a higher resting metabolic rate. 
While strength training focuses on like building muscle, it's also important to not disregard cardio altogether. I know we don't, I know it's a trend to hate cardio, but cardio is really important. So cardiovascular exercises are things like running, swimming, cycling, walking, all of that sort of thing. Doing a combination of a little bit of cardio and strength training is ideal for improving body composition, but also for our cardiovascular health. So if I don't have any cardio prescribed into my plan, I always still have a step goal. This is like cardio almost. There's obviously opposing thoughts on this, but it allows me to stay active outside of my strength sessions and going for a walk can get my heart rate elevated. One of the biggest challenges people face in their fitness journey is consistency. It's easy to get motivated and start a new routine, but the key to long-term success is actually sticking with it and consistency over time will yield the results you want within your body composition. You just have to be patient and not give up after three weeks when you don't have your dream body because that's not realistic. That's not how it works. Um, You know, it's easy to show up for ourselves when we have a motivation, but the motivation, it's an emotion. It's not going to be here forever. So we have to learn how we can build that discipline to show up for ourselves, even when it gets hard, when it gets challenging, because the more you push through those hard or challenging moments, you push through the lack of motivation, the easier it gets over time and the more you make it autopilot. Next is don't underestimate the power of hydration and water. Staying hydrated not only helps with things like your metabolism and energy, but it also aids in muscle recovery and can actually, you know, help curb unnecessary cravings or actually keep you a little bit more satiated and you know you hear it all the time you don't need to be a rocket scientist but our bodies are made up of 70% water I believe so it's really important for the health of our organs um, and all of that. Rest and recovery so improving your body composition isn't just about what you do in the gym it's uh, how you let your body recover. There's a quote and it's like you know, train hard, but rest even harder. Um, And it's really important to make sure you're getting enough sleep and you incorporate rest days into your routine or lighter activity days so that you're not burning the candle at both ends because that's just going to lead you nowhere. If you're serious about improving your body composition and your overall health as well, you can consider seeking professional guidance. Having a personalized coaching program can provide you with a tailored plan and accountability you need to succeed. If you're a little bit like, okay, I have this goal, but I'm not really sure the roadmap to get there. That's where a coach can come in and lay that out for you. Lastly, don't forget the mental aspect of this journey as well. Things like stress can lead to hormonal imbalances that can hinder your progress within your body composition. Practices like mindfulness and meditation can help you manage these kind of stresses, which can in turn improve your body composition. Trust me when I say stress has a major effect on your body composition. If you are stressed, if you're in fight or flight, your body's response, your body doesn't know when your body is stressed or when you're stressed, it doesn't know how the severity of that stress. So it doesn't know if you've just got a deadline coming up or if you're about to get eaten by an animal. Like your body doesn't know the stress. So it does what it can to help you survive essentially. So that's how it can have such a big impact on your body composition. As we near the end of today's episode, I want to have a little bit of fun and tackle some of the most common myths that surround body composition as there's a lot of misinformation out there and I want to set the record straight for you girls. So let's get into it. So myth number one, muscle weighs more than fat. So one of the most, I hear this all the time, muscle weighs more than fat. Um, But the truth is a pound of muscle and a pound of fat are just a pound. 
Like that's it. They wear the same. They're a pound. A kilo of fat and a kilo of muscle, they're a kilo. However, muscle is denser than body fat, which means it takes up less space in your body. So you might weigh the same, but look leaner if you have more muscle mass. Myth number two. BMI is a reliable indicator of body composition. I touched on this a little bit earlier about why this is BS, but another common misconception is that the body mass index or BMI is a reliable indicator of body composition. And while BMI can give a general idea of whether you're underweight, normal or overweight, um, it doesn't differentiate between muscle and fat. Therefore, it's not the best measure of body composition because you could chuck like a bodybuilder who is 5% body fat but like a hundred plus kilos and it's going to tell him he's like overweight. So, but he's not right. So the BMI is not a great indicator. Myth number three is spot reduction. You can um, choose where you want to lose body fat on your body. And many people believe that they can target specific areas of their body for fat loss, like thigh burning workout or you know, lose your stomach fat, whatever it is. Um, This is often referred to as spot reduction, but unfortunately, this is just not how our bodies work. Fat loss occurs um, across the entire body and we everyone is different we all hold body fat differently we lose it differently but the best way to reduce body fat in specific areas is just through the overall reduction in body fat which is just done through sticking to a caloric deficit. Myth number four is that women get bulky from lifting weights and this is a huge myth that often scares women away from strength training is the fear of becoming bulky and it couldn't be further from the truth. I can't even count on my fingers how many times someone has come on a discovery call with me and they're like, yeah, I want to like learn how to lift weights, but like I want to steer away from upper body. I just don't want to get too big. And I'm like, sis, do you know how much gear and food and time is needed for you to get jacked? Like, don't you worry. Um, In reality, women typically have lower levels of testosterone, which makes it actually difficult to gain large amounts of muscle mass. Lord help me in this build phase. Um, But strength training can help women achieve that toned and lean physique, that physique with the curves and the you know sexy look that is going to be achieved through weight-based training myth number five you can out exercise a bad diet some people think they can eat whatever they want but if they exercise enough they're going to be good but unfortunately that's just not how that works you can't out exercise a bad diet nutrition plays a crucial role in improving our body composition and not only our body composition but our internal health like cool you look great on the outside but how is the inside doing you know what I mean Um, there's no amount of exercise that can compensate for poor eating habits myth number six is cardio is the best way to lose body fat So yes, cardio can be an effective tool for burning calories and helping in a fat loss phase, but it's not the be all and end all for fat loss. I've had clients lose a great amount of weight doing no cardio at all. Um, A balanced approach that includes, you know, strength training can be actually more effective for improving body composition. So there you have it. Some of the most common myths debunked. Crucial that you rely on accurate information while you're working towards this journey. There's so much shit out there, but keep it simple and make sure that, you know, you're following reliable sources. That is everything for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode about body composition. And if you found this episode valuable, don't forget to follow us at Instagram at Teams Easy Fit, or you can follow my personal at Zara Zorkos Fit for daily tips and motivation to help you along your journey. And if you wouldn't mind giving this podcast a rating and review, sharing it to your Instagram story, that would mean the absolute world to help get my message out there and to help change as many lives as possible. Thank you guys for 
tuning in and I'll chat to you in next week's episode. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of ZZ Fit Radio. We hope you found today's topic super valuable and actionable. If you're looking to connect, make sure to follow us on Instagram at TeamZZFit and at Zara Zolkos Fit, where we share daily tips, updates, and a dose of motivation to keep you going on your journey. And if you're ready to take the next step in your fitness journey, the link to our coaching application is in the show notes below. Let's work together to break through plateaus and reach your ultimate fitness goals once and for all. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Your support helps us reach more incredible women just like you. Until next time, stay empowered and keep striving for a better you.